Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the prophet Isaiah. As we hear this scripture today, it is important to know that there are several voices in conversation here. There is the voice of God, and there is a voice of the prophet or some of the heavenly council speaking back to God, and God speaking in response to that voice. So let us listen to God's word as it comes to us from Isaiah. Comfort, O comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out, In the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become a level plain, and the rough places shall be level. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers. And the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good tidings. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Lift it up. Do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, here is your God. See. The Lord God comes with might in God's arm, and God's arm rules for God. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. God will feed the flock like a shepherd. God will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. O holy God, we long to see you. We long for you to come into the wilderness of our lives. We long, O God, for the peace that is promised in your coming. Help us to see your glory. Help us to anticipate and expect your coming. Help us to hear 
the word of peace that you speak to us this day. And may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. As a child, my mother and brother and sister walked through the woods together, and my mother taught us to look for the moss on the north side of a trunk of a tree. We learned about the Big Dipper and the North Star. We knew that the sun rose in the east and set in the west. We also knew how to use a compass, the metal kind not the smartphone kind. We could read a map, a paper map. We could find our way in the wilderness. We also knew that if we could not find our way, it was best that we stay put where we were and wait for someone would come and find us. We are lost in the wilderness. In the Bible, the wilderness are those desolate places, the places where there is been destruction, the places where there's pain and brokenness. We are, as a nation, in a wilderness of fear, an injustice of racism and violence. We cannot trust. We cannot trust law enforcement or the systems. We see that wilderness in the streets. Sometimes we see the wilderness and we cannot find our way out. We pray for peace and light the candle on the Advent wreath year after year. And sometimes it seems as if year after year we're saying the same name. Syria, Sudan, Israel, Palestine, Al-Qaeda, and Yemen. And sometimes we're here and there is that wilderness in our own hearts. Where is our God? Of course, this was the same question asked by the people to whom Isaiah speaks. For they were in the wilderness. Jerusalem had been destroyed. There had been a war. There had been devastating violence and lives lost. And the people sat there in the ruins of their lives, wondering where was God. And God sits in the heavenly council and says to the angels, Comfort my people in the wilderness, in the desolate places, Prepare the way. Heavenly peoples, prepare the way that will impact all creation. 
such that the mountains bow and the valleys lift up, for I am coming and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. That glory, that doxa, that word for power and love and light. And people are to help to make the path straight, to make the highway a level place and the rough places smooth. Remove the impediments to justice. And the prophet cries out and says, but people are insignificant. We find our way for a while and then we lose the path again. What do we really accomplish? Yes, all people are grass, but the word of the Lord is forever. And I will come, says our God, and lead you home, and all people shall see it together. When we are in the wilderness and we lose our way, it is frightening and we are tempted to run, to wander, to panic. Advent calls us not only into the wilderness, Advent calls us into the dark, into the wilderness. If we can sit and wait and allow our eyes to adjust, we can begin to see that we are not alone. We can begin to see that life surrounds us, that there are others in the darkness who are seeking to find a way. The prophet tells us, in fact, that all people are in the wilderness and in the dark. Not some people, not these people or those people. We are all together. And the darkness is not dark to thee, says the psalmist of our God. We are all waiting. We are all intricately bound one to another. And the people, all the people, shall see God together. Now this is not the prophet saying when we all join hands and sing Kumbaya, God will come. And it's not even saying, perhaps, that when God comes, all people will be together. The prophet tells us that all people are in the wilderness and are in the dark. And in there lies our hope. We are together. We are one. In the oneness of God, we are one. God is already here with us, and God is already yet to come. This is our hope. We are one in God, one humanity, in community, intricately connected with all creation. 
In Christ there is no Greek nor Jew, no slave nor free, no male nor female, but all are one in the love of Jesus Christ, in the love of God. This is our hope, the community and the unity that God has already made, the completeness and the wholeness of our God. Where is God? God is with us. God surrounds us. God is the one in whom we live and move and have our being. God comes to us and God is already here. We are all one. This past week, NASA conducted a test launch of Orion, that spacecraft designed to take humans into deep space. It's like the Apollo missions that many of us saw, some of us when we were younger than others. And we need to be mindful of the fact that it has only been in the last 50 years or so that as a people on earth, that we have seen the earth as one, that we have seen that planet as one, as a whole. Some of the first astronauts who were on those missions said, the first day or so, we all pointed to our own countries. On the third and fourth days, we were pointing to our continents. And on the fifth day, we were aware only of one Earth. This past week, we marked the anniversary of the death of Nelson Mandela, who recognized so clearly the oneness of humanity and whose nation was so lost in the wilderness, and yet, in sitting in that prison for all of those years, he came to see the love and the compassion and the unity and the humanity, even in the darkest of times, that all people are one and shall see the glory of the Lord together. If you want to make peace with your enemy, you have to work with your enemy. And then he becomes your partner. Thousands of people all over our nation have come together in sit-ins, in the die-in, to be together in solidarity in the wilderness with those who have suffered injustice, with those who are afraid. People have come together in New York, in D.C., in Durham, in Miami, in Austin, in Denver, all over. And there is a connected outcry that has even brought hope to Eric Garner's mother and wife overwhelmed with joy 
by the peaceful protests lifting up justice and peace. All people together shall see the glory of the Lord. Our church is in a unique location here on Chevy Chase Circle, for we have understood, this church, this congregation has understood that we are at the gateway to the city, that we are a connector. We are connecting Montgomery County and the District of Columbia, and in that comes a connecting of the suburban and the urban, and in that comes a connecting of the very wealthy and some of the very poor. We are at this intersection. We have always been a border location, and we have always seen that as an opportunity for healing. We use our resources of understanding bureaucracy to give people back their identity. We have an understanding of our resources and helping out to reach across boundaries and barriers of the home and the homeless. There is a common humanity that is recognized when people are fed. This past week, this became so clear. On Friday, came into the office, and Fridays are always crazy. But this Friday seemed to start out as a very calm Friday. And we gave a little cheer. Good Friday. A good Friday. And then, M.A. and Orlando and I looked out the window and we noticed a police car there on Patterson Street. And as we watched, another police car came. And we were, hmm, now that's interesting. And as we watched, another police car came. And then there were four, and then there were five, and then there were nine police cars all across Patterson Street, just a little after 11, just about when the parents were going to begin to think about coming to pick up their children from our nursery school. And so, M.A. and Orlando and I decided that I should go out <laughs> and speak with the police. The police. And so I have this, this Dicky collar in my car that I keep in the glove compartment. I, yes, it's true. And I've only been able to use it once or twice. I use it for the hospital when people need that visual reminder that women can be pastors. And so I went to the car and no, that raincoat just helped, and I put that on, and I went over to that group of police standing there, and I, you know, I'm Reverend Molly Blythe Tigert, I'm pastor of Chevy Chase Presbyterian Church here, and um, what's going on? And they said that they were there to escort a funeral procession, and I said, well, who died? And they said, we don't know, we're just here. And I said, well, the, um, our daycare is going to be letting out in a little while, and all the parents are going to be coming here, so I just want you to be aware of that. And there were some comments like, yeah, nobody wants us around. 
and our funding is, is nobody's going to fund us anymore. They weren't all white, but there was that sense. And it, you know, it dawned on me where I was. And I said, I'm praying for you guys. I'm praying for you. And I walked back and turned back and walked to the building. And I got about 10 feet from the door, and I was like, oh, my. And I turned around, and I went back to this group of policemen. And I said, I would like to pray with you now. And they stood in a circle, and we bowed our heads, and I prayed. And I prayed for peace, and I prayed for them God's protection, and I prayed for them a healing in our nation. I prayed for a oneness. I said, Amen. I went back in the office. And there was this moment of grace. where the light shone in the darkness and the glory of the Lord was there for maybe just a moment and all of us saw it together. Amen.